of Block Talk, presented by Theme in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps away, leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. A takeover during a makeover? Has a new era dawn? Can the show exist without the namesake? Well, the trial run has begun, and this week it was Michelle Visage's Drag Race. And if the fan reaction is in the indicator, they're not a fan of the ultimate result. It's time to discuss all things Drag Race UK4. And joining me is someone who would do a fabulous job making over their queen team. It's Chicky Gorgina. How are you? Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing fabulous. Um, for those who don't know quite yet, I've been teasing it here and there a little bit, but I mean, I've officially been um, invited to cover DragCon UK as press. So I'm going to London. Yeah. Wait, when is that DragCon uh, UK again? The beginning of January. So I have two months to get everything in order, a.k.a. I need a passport and I don't have everything I need for it. So <laughs> watch this space. Actually, today I was watching uh, Bring Back My Girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw the the um, the Canada one season two. Mm-hmm. I was, at, I was at, well, oh so I was God. I was at DragCon LA. That's one of the panels that I did not actually attend because I was busy doing interviews. Um, but I heard about it like literally when I went to the press room that day. They're like, "Oh my God, did you hear? Did you hear?" I was like, "What?" And then like I happened to interview one of the queens afterwards, and um, they gave me a little bit of a rundown. I was like, "Oh, drama." I miss the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I but was like, like was drama everywhere. It was kind of like the drama between the two queens plus somebody uh, on the audience that was working on the booth with other queens and started screaming to one queen. I was uh-huh, like, Jesus uh-huh. Christ. And also like the queens look like any New York drag show. Like they drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, listen, DragCon is very, very tiring. Believe me. Uh, walking those um, lanes, there's a lot, but um, yeah, it was it was a very fun panel to rewatch. Um, and if you would like to hear more from Adriana, I'm, I'm dropping her interview this week, so that's to come. She talk um, a little about. I well, I'm not going to say yes or no. You'll just have to listen and find out. Okay, I love that. Dragon, it's happening. In the UK, and we're talking about Drag Race UK, and hopefully I'll get to meet this entire cast, which I'm very, very excited about. It's a fun cast. I, I actually, uh, I think yesterday I was talking with a friend. I really like this season. It's kind of like, it's fun. It's fun to watch. I think also because season three came out so early, like so close to season two, was kind of right. like, you know, was like, oh, okay, it's here. Like this season actually is, fun it's the can is the cast the can the cast is fun um and i love it 
yeah, I, I think it's a fun cast. It's a unique cast. Um, not all of the decisions I agree with, but that's okay. That's Drag Race. We can't always be happy with um, what happens. Um, but before we begin, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We're discussing reality TV show characters as presented through us through reality television production. We are shown on an Indian television show. What's to say? We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given an opportunity to go on television to share the craft, but they have also put themselves in a position to be discussed when it's done on the podcast and for entertainment purposes to discuss reality television show. All right, there it is. Everyone, I put the disclaimer out there. It's out there. So we're going to discuss freely and proudly. And wow, this was an episode. Yes. Uh, I mean, I was suspecting with all these that they like, oh, RuPaul is not here. I was suspecting more. I don't know about you. I was not necessarily expecting more, but I was expecting more of an ex- explanation. Um, I wanted to know why. And of course, there's probably theories all over the internet. I'm going to throw out a conspiracy theory later on in this episode. And it's a really stupid one, but I think it's just funny. Um, I think the moral of the story is if Rue's not there, it's not the end of the world. Exactly. I also, I don't know why people were so mad about it. Because like we've, it had, me- we've had all these international seasons without RuPaul and they're better than and some then, and us, and us is Michelle, you know? It's not like, if not like right. we bring a random queen to do her If it job. was Raven, I think we might have all been like, okay, time out. Not sure this is going to work. Michelle, it works. She's been around the franchise for a long enough. She knows Rue's inner work. She knows how Rue thinks. Also, I think was because people was kind of like, okay, is she's actually going to like, is she going to make the decision? Like, right. And she was like, no, Rue is here. <laughs> yeah. Well, we will discuss that in depth. Let's start going through the episode. Um, LaFille is gone, and the general consensus is eh, she's gone. Uh, that's what I got from the room. I don't think they really cared. <laughs> they like bye yeah they say they love LaFille so much but methinks they really saw them as a LaFiller queen Dakota will say that their performance was incredible and say that's not the adjective that I would use uh she mentioned things that came out of all the places like the leaves and the dirt which I still don't know where she got it from did she just go outside and say here I'm putting it in my work bag (laughs) yeah no I I actually didn't like it and I was actually like rewatching him, like mm, now what? Yeah. <laughs> As Pixie will say, she has seen a lot of peculiar performances in her time, but LaFille takes the biscuit. She compares the mud and leaves to the hurricane at Glastonbury. And that is a British reference. And you know, I had to look it up. And when I did look it up, I got even more confused because there was an actual hurricane in Glastonbury, Connecticut in 1938, and then there was a severe thunderstorm at Glastonbury Music Festival in 2005. I don't know what she she was referencing, but either way, take your pick, it was a muddy mess. And you're like, yep, it's those moments that you're like, oh, that's a reference, okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Black Peppa says she may not be funny, but she lip-synced LaFille out of the competition, and Danny will tell her that she's a fierce bitch and she deserves to be there. Now, the mirror message is gone, and it's time to chat at the top six. This season, moving very fast. It's a very, very fast season. We just started yeah. like a week ago. Uh, yeah, I was like, wait, it's already six of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not this start like two weeks ago. 
Yeah, it felt very fast. Now, Cheddar is congratulated and has asked if she's taken the comedy badge away from Danny. She says she couldn't wrestle the class clown title away from Danny and she wouldn't want to, to which Danny says she'll sit on her and take the badge off of her, which I actually believe which is true. I believe Danny would sit on someone and take what <laughs> <you> want. <laughs> yes. Danny put a lot of pressure on herself, but believes perhaps in 20 years' time, they'll be playing the clip and people will mistake her for the real Scylla. Sure, Danny. You keep telling yourself that. <laughs> like, you're really confident. Were you familiar with Scylla Black before, before the performance? No. That's okay. That's, she's a British singer from the mod time, 60s, 70s. Uh, oh, really? was a big personality in the uh, 90s when she was hosting a um, game show. But yeah. A very interesting character. Um, and Danny Beard, not, not the same as Scylla Black. Danny doesn't see a loss in Snatch Game as a knock as she has three badges and there is still more opportunity to get more. Pixie will say that the room is strong. Peppa says they all have different strengths to which Danny says, Peppa, this is lip syncing. Shady, that's basically saying, girl, you're not winning another badge. Also, like, how, how many more opportunities? It's kind of like, it's top sick right now. Mm-hmm. It's two more episodes, right? Um, so we have probably two more eliminations. I'm assuming they'll do a top three again, um, unless they pull, pull some fast one. That's what I'm assuming. So probably two more challenges before the finale. Two more challenges before the finale. So you have two more pains. Two more opportunities, win. yeah. Now, ready for more shade, Jombers will ask what is her strength and she didn't win a badge, so Pixie says coasting, survival. <laughs> hey, it's part of the game. If you can coast your way to the end, you could still end up winning if you do really, 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 really well at the end, but you have to do really well. Yeah. It's being... I, 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 now that you like super... I don't have from the top of my head. Like, somebody who was a lot on the bottom and it's been a winner? Um, Not necessarily a lot in the bottom, um, I mean, for Drag Race Italia, as I love always pulling out, this bitch, Electrobionic, never won a single maxi challenge, but she won the season. So you could oh, coast cool. to the end and still win that way. It's definitely a possibility. Not what I yes. would suggest, but it's a possibility. <laughs> now, Cheddar believes that Jombers has a lot to offer, but she hasn't picked out the essence of Jombers. Who is Jombers? Well, she was on top of Snatch Game, but being on top doesn't mean a win. The queens are watching Jombers, and rightly so. Peppa is ready to send the girls out one by one, and Danny wants more badges on her boobies. And she's going to start wearing Jombers' wig, and, well, Peppa calls her Miss Piggy. You <laughs> love when queens read queens. Are you like that shady bitch backstage who will read that room down? I, okay, I think sometimes I say this stuff so nice that doesn't say as a reading. Mm. But and also the kind of queens that I sometimes get compliments and I realize I didn't give a compliment back and I just finished <laughs> compliment like I don't know like oh my god Chiki you are so gorgeous I love these and be like thank you oh my god I love that shoes <laughs> ooh watch out for Chiki <laughs> so but I don't know it's also like. I'm so distracted sometimes and I always compliment a random stuff like oh my god as as gays and homosexuals we just like shiny (laughs) things shiny you gotta compliment that or like oh my god I love those latches 
where are they from? <laughs> there it is. All right. Well, it is a new week and time to prove they are all belonging in the competition. Pixie is ready to smash it. Does she do it every week? Maybe not, but she is confident that this week will be her week. Almost the kiss of death. Almost the, 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 the confessional saying she's gone. But is the top six who they thought it would be? Well, Dakota says she didn't imagine being there and no one's surprised to hear that. But do you think the producers heard her say that and said, thank you very much. It is now your time. We not confidence in the finals. You think so? I don't know. Because a lot of question marks are coming up with Dakota this episode. I feel like they want confidence and Dakota doesn't necessarily give full confidence all the time. I, I mean, like, we know that everything is so producible. Like, mm-hmm. but like at the same time, I don't know. It's like, I don't see that. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm just here with the conspiracy theories. Because this is conspiracy. <laughs> because we love conferences. We sure do. <laughs> Well, she says she's so proud and to be there. Now that Snatch Game is over, she's hoping it's something more tailored to her skill set. And girly, you know how this show works. You know the challenges. You know what's about to come. You know what you already did. You know what you haven't done yet. So get ready. Pixie is glad to hear that Dakota isn't having forced self-doubt. She believes in herself. And why is Pixie glad to hear this? Well, Dakota can now end on a high. What a bitch. But also (laughs) foreshadowing. Pixie ain't so polite no more. Peppa says she couldn't have seen a better top six, and I can tell she was completely lying. <laughs> she knew there was other people. She's like, they deserve to be here, not you. I'm not going to name names, but she's like, yeah, baby should be here, and um, you, Pixie, should not. But that's just what I got out of it. She, she was like, yeah, this is an mm-hmm. amazing top six. Now, the alarm sounds as Rue teases that they have to repay the ones who've given them time and care, which means it's time for a makeover. Rue arrives, and we shall analyze the episode for Rue's appearances, and every time that Rue wasn't there, what was said. What happened? Well, she's here, and she looks fine. She looks healthy. All is status quo. Okay. Rue will remind them that in a few weeks... One will be crowned the UK's next drag superstar, but no one makes it to the top on their own. It takes a village, people. They owe a a debt of gratitude to the crew of the show. So this week, Rue wants to honor one group in particular, the Queen team. And the girls are freaking out as they are super stoked. The Queen team makes sure the contestants are fed, their coaches are tightened, and hold their hand every high-heeled step of the competition. They are the backbone of the competition. Now, I have to basically imagine that the queen team for you is your partner. Yes. <laughs> um, do they help make sure you're fed? Uh, yeah, he actually helped me basically with everything. Like, he, when, I mean, I know how to tie my corset on, but, like, when I want to, like, more, and like, okay, do it. Like, he know every single, he knows some of my outfits sometimes. We, we're trying to wear now in the hairs because recently I was like, can you give me the orange one? And he was like, you know, you have three orange. I mean, like, <laughs> you know what orange I'm talking about. <laughs> like, oh, so now we got to get the shorthand down. We, we, yeah, we, we need to work in the hairs, but in the outfits, he know that like, oh, okay, give me the, I don't know. I say like, give me the one look like uh, six, the musical, and he going like grab it. He's like, oh, this one, and be like, yeah, that one. So, That's but awesome. yeah, he's 
Yeah, and he knows my mix. Well, he makes, he made most of my mixes. So, like, yeah. Now, if you had to give him a drag makeover, how would it go? Uh, oh, we have to work in the beer because mm-hmm. I think he's not going to take it off. So it's going to be like, yeah. So it's going to be maybe like, um, oh, but one name. I mean, it's going to be called China, but like, oh, we have to work in that. Beardy Gorgina. I mean, oh, Beard Gorgina. There. Maybe. Oh, beardy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love start, that. We can work with that. Um, so even if you got on Drag Race, he wouldn't shave his beard for you to win? I mean, us, well, we can be, can be fun, mm-hmm. have the beard, because can be like a cheeky gorgina with beard, because it's actually going to be my face in him. That's fair. That's fair. But at the same time, if he take the beard off, it's going to be another shocking, because it's going to be like, a different Chicky Gorgina because it's going to be a, a, a white version That's of Chicky Gorgina. <laughs> well, we are going to welcome our queen team. We welcome Floor, Gemma, Lucy, Mystique, Olivia, and Wendy. They seem so fun. I want to have their job. <laughs> I want to go to Drag like, Race and just help them out. It's going to be fun, maybe. I, I mean, also, like, I'm curious. It's like, because they get so attached. It's how many days is this? Like three weeks? It's probably about three weeks. Yeah, they get very attached. You know, and like, I guess they like, they there like when queens cry or like get those. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a fun job at the same time. It's maybe like, sucks. Believe me, working in New York City nightlife, the amount of queens who have had to have a shoulder for because they cry because not, not even just a competition, but because they're drunk and they're sad and, and, whatever i'm here for y'all i'm here you can talk to me am i and then just Don't when talk. i have to cry you better be there for me too i was about to be y'all like know who i'm talking about let me like don't talk about her <laughs> right so i have to wonder why are they all wearing name tags we have never had name tags on the strangers to walk in the room and it's not like the queens didn't know who they were this was very odd that the name tags were there was it because rue didn't know who they were <laughs> they like uh i know you were here but i actually don't know you i mean rue can't even remember the contestants names you, wait you imagine it's now we are started getting the 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 contestants with tags so in that I way see Ru- it. <laughs> listen you know rue has an earpiece on at all times they're feeding rue every freaking line um, I, so. don't, wait, I don't remember what season i think was one of these ones that she basically Saying home a queen and she didn't mention the name. Oh God, I don't know. I don't know that reference, but I think I couldn't be wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm sure you've seen the um the video from DragCon LA this past year when she couldn't yeah. remember um Jinx's name. Jinx's name. Yeah, but like she sent the queen and she was like, "You are amazing," and she do the pals to like say the name, and she actually uh-huh. didn't come out with the name. She said just like such a way. That's funny. <laughs> Wow. Well, this week's Maxi Challenge, they will be giving these hardworking ladies a head-to-toe drag makeover. It's their chance to hold their hand as they share the miracle of drag. Since the ladies work with all of them, Rue will give them pairs based on alphabetical order. That means we have Fleur with Black Peppa, Cheddar with Gemma, Lucy gets Dakota, Mystique and Danny Beard, John Burns with Olivia, and Wendy is with Pixie. 
they can use their own drag plus any wigs, heels, and jewelry is provided. As always, the judges will be looking for a strong family resemblance. Now, I might be just imagining things because of what has happened this week, but I feel like usually Rue says we when referring to the judges. Like, we will be looking for a strong family resemblance. He specifically mm-hmm. said judges will be. Did Rue know she was not judging and that's why she specified and said this instead? Just putting all the clues together. I don't know. I don't know. Just just, just trying to source it out. Oh, you're right. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Now, the queens are going to all hug it out with their queen team partners. And there's just so much joy and jubilation. Like, I don't think we've really seen this much happiness since, like, a family member walks in. Yes. We're going to start off with Danny. Yeah, go ahead. No, also because we've been, it's been such, wait, we're not been having this uh, challenge much recently. Right, especially in the UK, we haven't had this kind of challenge because of COVID and everything. Exactly. Uh, and it's so, been since season nine since we actually got a crew makeover. So this is kind of in the same realm, which we love it. Yeah, because the last one in regular season, yeah, because way they did season 10 was the, with the queen. Mm-hmm. Season 11, I think, did it have any? Season 11 was with the queens as well. They brought back um, eliminated queens. Eliminated. See, so like we've been having these like eliminated queens or like now, season one of UK did have a makeover challenge where they brought family members because uh, we will always remember Bag of Chips not being happy to see her mom. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so oh, I no, think and, the last one and, since then. Yeah, and calling her basically like yeah she, she yeah it's her fault. Uh, oh yeah, she looked like that because it's her. <laughs> Well, Danny brings Mystique over to her closet, but before they can go through the looks, she has to ask, has she been in drag before? And Mystique says never. Mystique has her own style backstage as she swings both ways. Do you think that means what we think it means, or is that British slang for something else? Sorry, say one, I, one more time. I think, I think she meant she's like bisexual, right? Is that what she means when she swings both ways? Oh, y- Yes. That's what I think. Unless it means something different in British slang. So if it does mean something in British slang, British people, please tell me. No, but maybe I think she maybe mean that. I think so too. Now maybe she didn't want to say. Maybe she didn't want to say like so open. That's true. That's so very fair. Is. Now so she thinks queen. Danny is the most exuberant and extrovert queen, and she feels she is an introvert queen team member. But Danny says it won't hold her back, as she believes inside of Mystique there is an animal. She's gonna find it and grab it and. Pull it out on the main stage. Next, we chat with Lucy, who was born ready to become a shiffer. She can't wait. Dakota thanks Lucy, thanks Lucy for being there for her during her wobbles and can't wait to shifferize her. And I know that uh, Dakota Schiffer will be shifferizing everybody and that will be her new merch line. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's there it is. That's all you got to do. Dakota knows that Lucy loves makeup and does a day beat, but she's never done drag makeup before. Dakota knows that her makeup is not the most exaggerated, but she's painted lots of people. She knows she will look beautiful. They're both hyper-feminine individuals, so this was meant to be. Dakota's going to be thinking about doing a 1960s Balenciaga, which is Dakota's Schiffer experience. Harry, her twin, will be surprised to have a triplet, but it's time to Schifferize! Now, Black Peppa is so happy she can take care of Fleur. 
They share a special bond and Flora is excited, but one of her fears is what, when she comes out, she ditched the heels, but she put on a lovely black boot and hasn't looked back. Walking in heels is not her forte. Um, I've never walked in heels before. I can only imagine how uh, terrifying it would be to be like, I got to wear heels now. Wait, you never? No. So my problem, I, I have really wide feet, so I don't fit in oh. heels. Um, it's actually uh, like a problem finding regular men's shoes because I have to get wides and we don't really make them in um, all the fancy shoes. Oh. Maybe, well, if, maybe it's one brand that maybe they have shoes for you. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe, if, I'll, maybe I'll need to break in some heels for like the Glam Awards if I get nominated. And if I don't get nominated, motherfuckers, I'm going to fucking scream. But we're on that later this month, I'm sure, right? Right, right, well. Now, she tells her that even when she was trying to be straight, she didn't like heels. Heel, no. <laughs> Peppa is concerned for Flora as the Peppa brand is all about high heels in the walk, but she's, she's in good hands. She's going to Peppa spray her up. With Cheddar, Gemma is not nervous, but has anticipation. Cheddar thinks of all the Queen team members, she will be the one to bring all the laughs and jokes and fun and the vibrancy and energy. No, not her. She's shy. But with Cheddar, Gemma is not nervous, but anticipation is everything. Cheddar thinks of all the Queen team members, she's going to be great. Cheddar has been doing makeovers and drag for years, so the trick will be making their energies complement one another. She's looking forward to seeing Gemma embody that slow walk alien deity. So now we're going to talk dragon names there. Jenna, Gemma wants to go for the cheese in the description, kind of like Cheddar Gorgeous. So Cheddar says that Gemma is energy 100% of the time. So what's a better word for energy? Well, apparently it's annoying. Which is funny <laughs> because I know a lot of high energy bitches who fall into the category of annoying. Annoying. We're not going to say names, but again, y'all know who you are. <laughs> no, no. She's going to be going with Brie Gorgeous um, because apparently Mini Cheddar was apparently already taken. Okay. I don't know. I like the name Brie. Are you yeah, a fan of Brie? I actually think it's a queen called Brie in New yeah, York. There's a, there is. Um, but her last name's not gorgeous. Oh, um, is, is, are you a fan of the cheese Brie? I don't know what is. <gasps> oh my God. Okay. So I don't know what your plans are for like the holidays but usually brie, melted brie is a great holiday appetizer you get a like a round of brie and then you okay. put like either apricots on it or raspberries and then you melt it in the oven and it's to die for oh so good you eat it with crackers oh it's delicious oh i'm going to to look it up yeah very very good very good all right. Now we're going to meet with Jombers and Olivia, and she finds it weird being on this side of the workroom. Jombers notes that she is always running around in trainers. Um, has she ever worn heels? Well, once in a blue moon. She does for the Royal Ascot. What is the Royal Ascot, you ask? It's a horse race. Did you know that? <laughs> nope. This Me either. Learning, en learning English. Literally. Literal English. British English. <laughs> Um, Olivia is freaking out about the runway, to which Domber says it freaks her out too, but there's always good energy in it. Domber says her look is based on clowns, so it's all fun, nothing serious. Her only concern is Olivia. She just wants her to enjoy the runway. Domber says Olivia looks over her, so she will have to look over her 
and not to worry at all. Now we're gonna visit Pixie. And there's no one else she would rather make her drag mother in this moment than Wendy. Uh, she's very elated and even gets a little emotional. She says that Wendy is the mother hen of the queen team, making sure they are all happy and fed. And she's allegedly tried to force feed her a sandwich while tightening her corset. Not the time, <laughs> Wendy. Uh, have you ever been forced to eat while you're putting on your corset? I've not been forced in my corset, but I've been sometimes forced to eat be like before the show or between the shows. Like when I do brunch, I sometimes mm -hmm. don't like to eat. And I have Cenobite like, is some like eat a bite or something like you need food in your body. I mean, we all know how biology works. When you put food in, you go, boom, you explode. And that corset's supposed to do the opposite. So you can't eat it. Could you imagine exploding in your corset? Oh, sometimes it's like, uh, I don't know. People, I hate to be in a corset and it's this event what is food around because also I love to eat and like yeah. get little bites. I mean, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. That's the oh team. my god thank you <laughs> now Wendy says the stars have aligned and they are a match made in heaven Wendy has arthritis Pixie has dodgy knees and guess what I have both <laughs> and you're like yeah oh god I hate being old well Wendy is looking forward to the glam look of it all and I'm like girl you're not gonna get that from Pixie you're not gonna look glam at all So Pixie tells Wendy to pick a drag name. And I don't think Pixie was prepared for what was going to come out of sweet old Wendy's mouth hole. Her idea is pr professed that she has a big old bottom. So her drag name is going to be Hugh Jars or Hugh Joss in British. And Pixie is going to bury her head in her hand and tell her when she's a drag king, after this moment, she can have that name. Uh, uh, very <laughs> funny. Did not expect Hugh Joss to come out of her mouth, but... Um, we love butt jokes. Yeah, it's like... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh! Pixie says that Wendy has an infectious energy and can't wait to walk down the runway with her. We're going to be back with Mystique and Danny, and it's time to talk about face wigs. The Merkin for a different set of lips, if you will. Danny's plan of action is to get Mystique comfortable and feeling gorgeous, and Danny tells her that they will do color opposites with lilac and mint and the hair and the beard, and Mystique will it'll be like, I will try it out, but if I look at myself and think, eh, I will let you know. And Danny's like, well, part of being in the beard family means you need to have some hair, to which Mystique's like, yeah, eyebrows, and Danny's like, no, beard. Now listen. We have seen pushback from makeover contestants before. I mean, Drag Race Down Under 2 had the queen of the mother talking divas, but I have to wonder if this was a plot line thing and Mystique was asked to create this conflict. I only ask this because these members of the queen team are actually literally there for the queens. Why would they now in this moment try to sabotage them? Like, how fair would it be if Danny was in the bottom and stayed all because of Mystique didn't want to wear a beard? seems a little forced for me why why was she having a problem with the beard yes i mean that okay that part can be a little before they they okay you're going to be on the episode but you have to try to sabotage a little bit their decisions to see how they doing Right. It was, it's like, they were, like Mystique was said, told, you have to create conflict because if not, this is going to be too happy of an episode and that's not good for ratings. Exactly. Which I'm almost like, is that why Rue wasn't there? Because they needed some conflict and that's all they can come up with? 
also do you well i think we didn't get to that part when raven's coming but like it's mm -hmm. also the first time we see raven by herself because we most of the time have her with rue mm -hmm. so like what just rue can say hi welcome to the episode and then she says i want to take my day off <laughs> right and we're gonna go we're gonna we'll go into that because i have some more conspiracies when we get there now we're gonna watch mama wendy walk and she's not even wearing heels but she's got this cute ass wig on Love that blonde high pigtail thing. It's giving Dakota Schiffer after a long night and loads of cigarettes. And I was like, that's I love the hair. And I want that style so bad. All right. If you want that style, who would you ask? What designer is the perfect one for that? Let's let's give him credit. N okay. Uh -oh. Um, uh -oh. Okay. I think. Ariel. Mm hmm. Ariel was, yeah. I think drag by Chariel, that's the style for them to make it. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I love a style by Michael. Yes, we do I get love. Lot, I, I get a lot of stuff from him, but my big wigs and like are, so are from drag Chariel. I actually get a new wig from her recently. <laughs> oh, amazing. Now we will see Dakota and Lucy look at the proposed looks to which Lucy states that her mom had something like that back in the 90s as an accent color in her bedroom. Maybe <laughs> not the right time to say that or use that for the runway, but to be fair, my mom had that color in our guest room in the 90s. So I get it. It's a very dated color. Peach? Nah, maybe not. Do you have any peach in your wardrobe? Uh, wait, peach is this kind of like like it's like it's like a very muted pink no yeah it's oh, a very hanukkah lewinsky color yes uh <laughs> i mean like yes um <laughs> now i'm trying to look at my closet yes no i have pink but it's like pastel pink it's bold and, and, and fun like you yeah and and the other pink like one is like hot pink and the other pink i have is like pastel pink actually talking about pins i don't um so much pink so for the show they are doing with jacqueline they say like oh we're doing barbie girl and we want you guys wear pink and be like oh my fucking god i don't have nothing pink so it wasn't me sewing before the photo shoot that was my, a little <laughs> mini challenge me making my outfit for that. Hey, that's a good the good thing to say when if if you make an audition. I, I don't know. I'm not saying anything. I'm not, <laughs> I know what you're not allowed to say anything. But just in case, that's a good thing to do. It's casting open. It's casting open. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god, I love it. Anyway, Dakota says that it doesn't feel right until it's on the person. It'll hit them when they sell the shit out of it. But we watch Gemma put on a wig and feels like Rod Stewart as if he were down on his luck. She's feeling mental. Now, as you mentioned, the workroom door opens and surprise, 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 it's dark mode Raven. Now, usually Rue would come in with Raven for a walkthrough, but Rue is nowhere to be found. I have to imagine that this walkthrough was mere hours, if not shorter, than when Rue did the intro. So for Raven to have been in face, she would have had to know that Rue was not going to be there. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, she always sees some face when she walks, but she never walked by herself. Right. So, like, if she's going to be getting into face, Raven would have had, like, because I'm assuming this is probably, like, 9, 10 o'clock in the morning. Raven probably had to get in her own face at, like, 8 o'clock in the morning. So she had to have been prepared. It wasn't like, okay, fuck, Rue's not feeling well. We have to put someone out there. Wait, I just Rima. feel like it had to have known. She had to have known. Wait, but it's not an episode in two days. But this was all done in one day. This is all one singular day. Oh, this one is maybe one singular day. Well, ju just this specific part. So like the introduction is the beginning of the day. Then the walkthrough was later on that day. So I think it was all during the same day. So I don't know. I don't know. Mm. We're going to solve this now, me looking, one way or other. Me look in the eyes of Raven like sees the same makeup that she wore for the, for the wrong way. <laughs> right. Now Raven says that Rue wanted her to stop in to check on their progress. Fine. Now first we have Pep and Floor who has done a drag king thing with her girlfriend at a talent show. It was fun, but not actual drag. This is going to be her first time in glam drag. Peppa has never painted anyone before, so she's going to go for a club kid look as that is something she's good at. She loves being artistic. Raven says the light diffuses everything on the stage and tells her to pop things more. She tells her that she does a beautiful crease, but suggests she cut it a little more. All right. Nice advice from Raven. And I, and I love when she brings the wigs. I love it. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is going to be cute. Raven says... She can tell that they have a confidence and are excited, but with Peppa never painting anyone before, she's excited to see what will come. Next, we have Pixie and Wendy, and Raven says that Wendy is the legend of the Queen team. And Wendy says she's not a legend, she's just the oldest. There. She has been there since season one and is asked what the weirdest thing she has done for a drag queen. Well, Wendy does not hold back as she shares the story of being backstage before a runway, she had to bend down and go underneath and do a popper up and stick everything back in. In short, she did a last minute tuck. And also it was just one, one bullock. Names, I want names, Wendy, who was it? I want to know exactly. I want to know. That you know is going to be the thing that all the message boards are going to be talking about. Who did Wendy tuck? And also like, what kind of outfit this dragon was wearing right. that you have to help for that them. much. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I that Then when she said that, I was like, wait, maybe I don't want to be on the queen team anymore. I'm not wait, she's saying anymore. what season? Or she didn't specify She didn't say a specific season. But she's okay, been there since season one, so it could literally be anybody on that show. Okay, I can think in some names that like Queens that maybe don't wear like ties or hip pads. So mm -hmm. maybe it can be something like Bimini. Oh, that's very possible. It could have been Bimini. It could have been okay. Bimini that first episode because she didn't wear anything and she couldn't do anything with the nails and everything. Exactly. Recall. Could it be Taze? Could be Taze. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. T A Y C E, inch to the floor. You talk about her weave. Yeah, see, like, because it's those queens that, like, you know that they know where, like, hips and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so it's easier to talk it up. It's true. Like, it's true. Well, Pixie will be doing purple as they are playing on a fairy Pixie theme. They're going to go camp. Wendy does wear heels out, and she tells Raven she just forced them to a funeral. What a party animal she is, isn't she? A funeral? Okay. Like, um, okay. 
Yeah. Next up is Cheddar and Gemma, and Raven is trying to stir the pot by asking Cheddar how the other queens must be feeling since she won Snatch Game, and Cheddar says, a mix of fear and admiration. No. Gemma is a girl who likes to wear makeup and heels back in the day, and Cheddar shares that Gemma has the attitude of a drag queen, which is far more important. Do you believe that it's to be more, to have an attitude is more important than the look when you're a drag artist? I think you need kind of like a little of both. I agree. Like, because yes, if she has the attitude and blah, 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 but the outfits are still looking weird and ugly. Mm -hmm. You have to sell it so good. It's true. Now, Raven will note that Cheddar has an avant-garde and eclectic drag, which is more freeing than just being pretty. Gemma will say that the prickly girls are told so often to be pretty, so she will throw herself in the deep end and hope for the best and let Cheddar do what Cheddar does best. Cheese her up. Now we have John Burns and Olivia join Raven as Raven does her best Irish accent, and it is very bad, just like what if I tried it. Now, John Burns says that Olivia is just like her as they don't take themselves seriously, so she is going for a mime clown concept, a black and white chic theme. Raven says that drag queens are the clowns of the gay community. Do you take offense to that? No. <laughs> I it's sometimes say true. I mean, I sometimes call like uh, when I having a conversation, I mean, like people don't care. We just like monkey dance. <laughs> It's true. I mean, listen, the reality is, yes, it's dance, monkey, dance. You're the court jesters of, of the gay community, but drag queens are also the queen supreme of the gay community because no one's better than a drag queen, bitches. Yeah. I mean, actually, like, as a drag queen, when I, okay, I, I love to go out, out drag, but when I, like, out drag after the gig and people don't recognize me, I feel like without powers. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I can I can imagine that. Has John Burst painted anyone before? Well, she says just a girlfriend on a night out. She's not worried, but asks for tips. Raven has says she has a little amount of space between her nose and her lip and suggests that she bring the contour up a little and her brow needs to arch more. If you had the opportunity to chat with Raven and got to ask her one piece of advice, what would you ask Raven for makeup advice about? Wow. Uh... Oh, that's a good question. Thanks, because, like, <laughs> yes, because maybe lips. Because, lips. yes, I mean, yes, how I can do my lips look a little bigger because my lips already are nice so mm -hmm, i mean like mm -hmm. just looking on the mirror like yes uh but at the same way i don't like me reading other queens i don't like when you see the lip color and the different color you know that you see the line yes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i kind of don't like that i agree i mean there there's a difference between doing a lip liner and then there's a way to blend it and that's exactly. the thing i think some queens who don't know how to do that yet. It, it looks like you've put mud around your lip or you're coloring in like a coloring book. It doesn't really work. Um, exactly. So yeah, I think there, there, there's a magic to doing a good lip because I agree. I think there's something magical when you have like a little bit of an outline, but it blends in. Oh, they yes. have the be most beautiful, softest lips and it feels real. 
Exactly. I think that because, um, yeah, the rest, I actually think Raven makeup for me is a little like inspiration. Like mm -hmm. I love when you see contour blush, highlight, you know, I love those things. I, I mean, I yeah. also love to be a drag queen. Like yeah. I love to... I love to look a pretty girl, but I love to uh, still be looking drag queen. Absolutely. I mean, Raven just maybe not uses the right colors for herself, but she's still good at makeup. That's what I take her for inspiration because maybe she's wearing my shade. I think she is. I really <laughs> think she is. Oh, God, Raven. Well, Olivia has not done drag before. And what Raven asks is if she has talked ever and olivia says she has not never needed to and that is how raven's career as a replacement host has officially ended why would she ask a, a cis woman if she's talked before like it's slightly transphobic you think like you don't ask that question you don't know their backstory you don't know their life like i don't know i just feel weird about oh. it Okay, now now I, I get it. Yes. I mean, as I see it for, from the funny side, it's kind of like asking a woman, like, are you ever tagged? And she's like, no, I don't need it. I'd be like, oh, so you don't you if, don't know the Raven pain was, that we're if, going through. If Raven was a comedy queen, yes, that's exactly what she was doing, which we're not a comedy queen. Um, so maybe I took it personally in a way that I was like, I don't like Raven, so that's why I'm going at her. But um, I wouldn't ask that question to someone. Yeah. Anyway, we have Dakota and Lucy, who has been there for four seasons. She says it doesn't feel like a job. It feels like a dream. As a queer person in that space, she says it's amazing. And Raven tells her, you get a raise. Is that how it works? <laughs> you just compliment the show and you get a raise? I, I'll do that. Now, Dakota is told she's a natural girl and is asked if she will get in there with Lucy or give her a pretty natural beat. Dakota says that the judges have commented on the subtlety of her drag, so she will do eye contrast eye so she can show transformation raven tells her to show that she knows she's pretty but look what else i can do she tells her to use all the crayons in the crayon box and dakota will take the suggestions <laughs> does dakota take those suggestions no she does not but more on that soon <laughs> now we have danny mystique who has shown up with a drag name um, Raven will note that Danny's beard looks shorter than normal. As Danny shares, she keeps it trimmed for drag, but with the magic of a custom lace beard, that's the aesthetic for this week. Raven will ask if Mystique will be a bearded queen, to which Mystique says she will try and see how she feels with them. Her reservations are she is not the most feminine person and is mistaken for a male and still feels icky with that. Raven tells her that drag is about fucking societal norms on gender, which I think is really good for her to say in this moment if, if someone's like i'm not sure about this but you as the step-in host is like well i know my contestant needs this so boost you up this way Fuck exactly. society norms it's kind of like uh, yeah go ahead i don't care your opinion you are going to be away <laughs> Literally. Now, Danny knows that Mystique has spoken honestly and candidly, and she appreciates it. She doesn't want to push her to feeling uncomfortable and hopes she can feel sexy with facial hair. And then Raven leaves without a goodbye. Literally just <laughs> nothing. N gone. Um, cool. No announcement for the guest judge. Nothing. See you on the main stage. Nothing. Not a, not a word. So more into the conspiracy theory box. 
All right. The queens are completely playing with more items in the drag toolbox. Black Peppa has revealed the greatest secret about wearing heels. They're not supposed to be comfortable. Nobody needs to know that. Is that the secret of heels? Uh, I think the secret is, oh, well, one of the secrets too, you should not like pull your ties all the way up mm-hmm. because you tie your, your feet so much. So when you mm-hmm. start, like walking too much, you feel you, your feet tie. So you need to like, leave a little space to the ties and your feet. There, that's a good, that's a good one. Now it's time for Floor to feel the power. She starts out well, and when Peppa lets her go, she's about to do the death drop, but Peppa's like, nope, do that with more grace. John Burst takes Olivia to her shoe shop, where Olivia says her shoe size is seven or eight. John Burst wants to be a positive, nurturing person and encourage Olivia as she puts her in the heels. And we will learn in this moment that John Burst has a smaller foot than Olivia. And then she will admit, okay, maybe I might be a size nine. Bigfoot in drag. She's a drag queen through and through. Um, I could imagine it being a little intimidating to be Jombers and have a uh, a woman have a bigger shoe size than you. Uh, well, I'm tiny, so I be like but that's a benefit for you because you can literally buy any heels out there. Yes, like those I'm... queens with the size fourteen can't do that. No, like I mean, I actually have heels that I only wear them for like photo shoot or just like because they're uncomfortable, but they pretty for the outfit. So I just take the picture, and they and then they're sitting there. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you got to do it. I'm I'm here for it. Olivia will walk, and she can't glide in the heels. But John Bruce is like, oh no. Mystique has the pads and the corset on, and she's there. She is feeling it. It, it. Once you got those pads and corset on, that's when you start to feel the drag fantasy. Mm-hmm. Pixie's going to work with Wendy, who has a um, very bulgy look. And Daddy thinks her sister has the queen to queen team. And she looks like she's rolled through B and M with Velcro strapped to her body and came out with whatever's on the other side. She says there's camp and there's gay vomit. Um, B and M. B and M is a department store. Uh, so that's what she was referring to. That basically you can buy anything at B and M, and literally anything is on Wendy's body. Uh, oh wait, it's kind of like is we like uh, is we compare here with it's like a Macy's. Know, Macy's, okay, yeah, it's close to that. Fleur reveals that Peppa, that she came out when she was 21. She was quite terrified. She compares it to when you lose an eyelash and make a wish. She would wish that she was straight and she wanted to fit in. With her parents, her mother is her biggest cheerleader. She was worried about wishing her, losing her, but she was celebrated her queerness since. She now comes to every football match and started watching Drag Race, and she's learned about queerness through Drag Race. Peppa felt that she could never tell anyone about her being gay. She shares that her dad would watch the news about things that would happen to queer people and pose the question of how you could love a guy. And she would be up in her room trembling as she was one of those people. She says St. Martin was literal paradise, but it was a religious place and being gay was a big no-no. She was brought up in a Christian background being told homosexuality is wrong and everything you are life is against. Very touching story to hear from Black pepper. Yeah, I also love these moments because um, you know, we always have 
that kind of moment in life where we just met somebody one night and mm-hmm. we just opened like a book like yes this is my story so you know like I mean you know that you have to do it for the show but like still some people don't like to share stuff and I seen like they both sitting there and share this kind of stuff it's like wow yeah also people out there maybe has the same so like it's those moments where you watch TV and you say okay this is the the, the cute part of the show yeah. where you like I can identify with this absolutely Peppa says it's difficult being out where she's from on the island as it's so small there's nothing you can do that is under the radar you hide and pretend and have no support she couldn't tell anyone and couldn't trust anyone we will learn that she would sneak out of the house and go to the one gay club there and shares that someone at the club was spying on her and sent her video to her mom her dad would ask her on the spot if she was gay and he didn't want a gay son in his house she knew that if she did tell him that she'd be kicked out of the house and be homeless and being gay in the Caribbean, you live in constant fear. She said being in a religious household, she didn't feel worthy of living. She shared she was already suicidal. She went to church asking to be straight. And she says that people think you choose to be gay, but then asked, why would I put myself through all that turmoil? It's a story that a lot of people go through. And it's really important to have someone like Black Pepper represent that kind of story on Drag Race, especially in the UK. Um, because there are a lot of transplants from other places that come to places like the UK where it is a little more accepting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this, these moments are the ones that like, we love the shade, we love the, the kakarakiwoom, mm-hmm. but like these moments are like, these people is human, like we are. So yeah. that's, that's what I mean, like, and I get so pissed when people say so get so intense in Twitter or stuff. It's like a stupid bullshit. It's like these people are human like you. They have right. problems. They have a difficult life or easy life, like maybe yours. So like, let's just enjoy and and exactly. that's it. And that's why I, I, I always give like a disclaimer most of the time. It's like, yeah, we're critiquing what we see on the show. We can say, okay, this didn't work. I don't like what they looked like here. But that's why I also bring up the, these moments because it is a full spectrum of what we see on the show they we get to see the real person behind the artist and that's so important because the average person going to, to um, a club on a friday night seeing a drag performance they don't know that person they're never going to know that person once they get to see them on a stage like this exactly so it brings it all together and it it, it humanizes the people you <clears throat> get to do see in a local club so it's very, like like when you're going to the local club, you know, I mean, you enjoy the show, you enjoy your drag queen, but like you don't know this story behind. Exactly. And let's be honest, like if you decided one night to just go on mic and tell your story, I'd appreciate it. But I don't think Joe Schmo next to me, who's just here for a good time, and wants to give you a dollar, necessarily wants to hear it right now. They just want to hear um, Ariana Grande and Yes God. Oh, they want to hear the, the funny part of life you know exactly. they want to like they want to hear of me talking about the meat rat in far island <laughs> <laughs> exactly well she says it puts it all into perspective and said if she was going to stay there it wouldn't work she was blessed with a brain and after years of bullying she left and got a scholarship to coventry university studying biomedical science and graduated with a masters she says it was a shift that happened inside of her she dressed differently she acted more openly she could respond when asked when she was gay 
She is not a shame label anymore. She realized that she has years to catch up on and she has no longer a reason to hold back to become a fully realized queer person. She found the love within herself when she couldn't find it from her family. And Flora says she is so strong being her and showing who Black Peppa is, is incredible. The relationships she has with her family is not the best. Her mom has reached out and she knows that there is hope one day. Can't wait to see that. All right, it is now makeover day. It is the next day. As Jomber says, it's weird with 12 people back in the room as there are six more drag queens to deal with. Too many drag queens. All right, how many drag queens is too many in a backstage space? Depends on the dressing room. So talking about New York. More than one. <laughs> <laughs> the coho is already enough. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> All right, Mystique is in the Danny Beard salon. At the moment, Mystique is not comfortable with facial hair, and Danny will give her the big Danny Beard face, and after it's beat to the inch of her life, she'll feel like a million dollars and say yes. Throw on the beard. We learn that Peppa is doing a similar face for Flora. It's a clown white face, or as everyone likes to call it, the Danny Beard. Also, I need to say, like, is this is really a smart idea, mm-hmm. because, like, as an example, as a person of color is I have to do my face in a white person it's gonna be like okay how I select the right color how I get this how I get that so I think like these ideas to just do a different color mm-hmm. like a skin is like okay work this is the safe part of the challenge yep and we see it there both and dead now, my other suggestion for those who mate on the show in the future, make do an audition tape. Practice. Just start practicing. Say, hey, white friend, over. Let me just play around with colors and see what happens. Wait, you're you telling know. that to the people, you're telling that to the people that it's been 14 years uh watching a show and they get on the show and they're like, oh my God, it's a sewing challenge. Honestly, yeah, yeah, because I have to remind them because apparently they don't think of these things. <laughs> As I put on social media the day that they made the casting announcement, I am here to assist you. If you'd like to throw ideas around me, do it. But when it comes to Snatch Game, motherfuckers, talk to me. Let's make, let's, let's workshop things. I need to see it because if you, as my friend, get on that show and bomb Snatch Game, I will talk about it on the podcast and read you to Phil. <laughs> All my friends listening, I will do it. You've been warned. So like, yes. Y'all, come on. There are so many things at Drag Race that is now every fucking season. Just practice. Come to Michael Block Talks, drag you. I will help you. I feel it's a little bit. I always say, like, if you get on the show when you're getting ready, like, you should call your designer and be like, hey, okay, I know we're, like, super stressed, but can you show me one day how can I cut a bodysuit and a dress and sew it? (laughs) Like, uh, so I was on Team Honey Davenport when she was getting ready and she worked with Piretta to work on a couple um, patterns that she brought with her because she said, there will be a design challenge. I know I need to do it. I can't do it, but give me the most basic. And she gave her a basic like tube dress and that's what Honey did and it worked. That's all I got to do. Work with your designers. They are more than happy to help you with them, especially if you have a relationship with them already. They would be more to be like, okay, wait, I already have a pattern for you. Let's work on this and work together. Because if you work together, it means you'll go far and then they get a benefit of being 
recognized on the show as well. I basically recently tell to my designer because I mean I sew my stuff, but uh, I have a designer too in Colombia, and I tell him like, can you send me some of the potters you have? So in that because yes, commercial potters are good. You have to adjust them, but if I have my pattern from my body yeah. in my hands, it's so much faster for me. There it is. Look at us giving free advice out. See, <laughs> if you're there and you want to cast, <laughs> this is, is the now, podcast you have to hear. First, they had the Clash of the Blobbies. Now it's Clash of the Clown makeup. Peppa is not pressed. She said they're called similarities because they're similar, not the same. You tell them, Peppa. Pixie will glue down Wendy's eyebrows and she can't wait to be a fairy princess. And Pixie will not go subtle with the makeup. Now, Wendy will ask Pixie if she has a good idea of what she's doing. And she's like, yes. And Wendy's like, no, I meant color-wise, not how you do drag. And I was like, okay, sure. I really think you have some doubts on Pixie because I would have some doubts if Pixie would drink my face too. Oh, so I need to say, you don't think like they are really good like in makeup skills. Of course they have. I would hope you'd have to be at least, you have to be decent when it comes to makeup skills. Um, there's just one contestant uh, in recent memory on a current season in a country called Italy that I'm still questioning how they got on the show with their makeup skills because um, it's bad. Wait, you mean the, the one that is... Uh? From New York, Joffrey. The- Okay, we'll we talk about that later. <laughs> I just don't get it. That's worse. It's not even Club Kid. That is like Twink putting makeup on for the first time ever. Yeah, I give you my opinions yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. Let's right, go Cheddar, back to UK. <laughs> Cheddar says that Gemma has some of the best real estate to work with. She gets to really focus on making her look over the top and extravagant and gorgeous. Olivia is feeling less nervous than the day before. And Dakota shares that she was excited to be paired with Lucy as they've talked about their fashion and makeup references. She knew it would be a perfect match as she always felt hyper feminine. She says when she came out, her mom was really shocked because she had always been this really girly girl and there are no signs. Dakota says passing ability is different in trans identities, but in sexuality, if you don't fit the stereotypes, then your parents will be in for a shock. All they see is certain portrayals of sexual identities on television. And Dakota says that she really is drag because it is an outlet for femininity that she wasn't allowed to express as a child. Lucy says that now she is older and navigating her own lesbian identity. She is proud to be femme passing and thinks there is more representation now on television. Because let's be true, real, like when we talk about a lesbian, unfortunately there's a stereotype that we think of and it's like the butch queen. That's not always true. Mm -hmm. There are other lesbians out there. Yes. Dakota says they have not had so many queer identities in one room on Drag Race before and is proud to be a part of it. Lucy is excited to that wear that massive wig. So Chema is called out for being quiet for once and she says that Cheddar is enjoying the process and she's enjoying Cheddar enjoying the process and Wendy says they're all enjoying the piece. Shady bunch. And Cheddar will ask Gemma if she wears falsies to which she says, oh yes, I am from Essex, darling. Everyone is so good if it's anyone's guess to see who's going to be sent home are you excited yes all right we're gonna hit the main stage and history has been made it is not rue taking the walk down the catwalk it is michelle massage and she's look very sparkly very very cool suit i love the suit it's really cool um 
Many would think that this is the first time that Michelle has done the Drag Race main stage introduction, but it is not. In fact, on season one of Canada's Drag Race, they would have their special guests do it. And Michelle was one of the special guests before. So she's used to doing this introduction here. Mm-hmm. Um, now, she will say that due to circumstances beyond anyone's control, RuPaul is an, I, unable to join them, but she is watching via a live video link. Okay. Obviously, my very wrong guess is that she was stuck on the toilet because she had the shits. What else could it be? I mean, she ate something bad the night before. She had like five burritos or something. I don't know. That's just my guess. And also, RuPaul is of a she's of a certain age, and sometimes your bowels have a certain age. They don't agree with you. I know my conspiracy theory is probably wrong, but I think it's just funny to guess that. Um, what's your guess? Where was Mama Ru? I don't know, because, okay, when I first saw the announcement, I was like, she's not going to be there, the whole thing. But we saw her walk. Yeah, that's why I'm very confused. Like, it can't be a family emergency, because if it was a family emergency, they wouldn't have consulted Rue. Um, it couldn't have been, like, another gig she, she had, because that would just be ridiculous that they would schedule that. I, I don't. I just don't know what it is. Like, if it was COVID, the entire production would have been shut down, I'm assuming. Because the host is, you, you wouldn't do that. And then, and it would then be she's coming back the queens. next episode. That we know that these seasons are like back to back, like day, day, day. Like, and as we discussed last week, we've seen RuPaul be sick on the show when she wore a face, Katie. So it's not like she couldn't put makeup on. I think she had the shits. I think she had diarrhea and she was on the toilet. She's like, I can't get out there. And they're like, here is a video monitor. Just sit on the toilet and we will feed it to you. Like, who knows? Maybe she was just sitting there on the, on the camera. like. Yeah. And again, may, people have said, maybe this is the trial run. Rue is going to step down, give it to someone else. Will it be Michelle? This is a way to like give it a loose pilot. It, that's possible. That's, that, that's very much a possibility. Um, I just don't think... Not, I think we needed a little more of an explanation, is all I asked. Yes, who knows? You think they're going to explain something in the episode, or they're going to add like nothing happened? Oh, they're not going to say anything on the next episode. It's going to take one of the queens to accidentally spill it, and I will find out at DragCon. Hmm. (laughs) All right, um, we have our panel, Graham Norton. Uh, Raven, who is the first drag race queen to sit on a judging panel on a Rue-hosted show. So that is actually a big milestone. And our special guest is Boy George. Are you a fan of Boy George? Uh, Yeah, I also was like, he was there before, right? I'm not wrong. (laughs) I don't think so. I think this is the first time he's ever done drag race. Really? I I don't know. I think, let me, I think this is only appearance. So I think that's why it was a big deal that it took this long for Boy George to finally appear. Oh, okay. If he oh, did oh. American, he might have done it. It might have been a very long time, but I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. Find out for me. Because the, fa- the, the face was looking so like, I think I saw him already sitting. I, I mean, listen, Boy George is one of the most famous queer people in the history of queer people. Uh, problematic, but very important face. He's been around forever. All right. Category is drag family realness. In honor of the category, we are going to play realness or fakeness. 
I was ready for this. John Bruce Blonde and Nanu Noir. Uh, I think the black and white motif works wonders. It's simple. It's easy. If you deconstruct the elements, there are similarities. The cut of the bus is the same. There's a capelet or a peplum moment for each. And then it just stops. Nanu has a pearl necklace. John Bruce needed that. John Bruce has gloves. Nanu needed that. They don't need to be exact inverses of one another, but there needs to be enough similar elements that when the face is not even close to matching, you can see the resemblance. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, John Burrs uses her natural brow to create her drag brow, and she did not do that with Nanu. So it really put them in two very separate worlds. Um, This could have been an easy knockout, but I don't think John Burrs was paying attention to the full picture uh, when she was getting Nanu ready. Yeah, now that I'm looking the outfit again, it's yeah, you can say like okay, one wear pants, the other wear skirt, but it still doesn't look it's the same party. Yeah. Um, it's really the face that bothers me. It's the eyebrows, it's the brows. Yeah, it's that eyebrow that like you know, baby queen eyebrow that all the queens like you should do your eyebrow on top of your eyebrow and you just do this. Yeah, very bad. <laughs> Graham says he likes it. He says she did something elegant and simple and they obviously had fun. The problem he has is family resemblance to these gal pals or widows on a formal night on a cruise hoping to sit on the captain. Raven says that black and white is one of her absolute favorite things and loved the presentation as it was well choreographed. And she says that Chamber's makeup looked amazing. Boy George says that they looked very classic like an old black and white movie. He loves that Chamber's has the biggest train. Michelle says that John Burst has come so far with her makeup. She says that her sister's makeup is good, but struggling a bit. And she's going to ask Nanu what it felt like being on that stage and rather than the sidelines. And she says she was nervous and absolutely terrified, but John Burst calmed her from the get-go and loved every second of it. Um, I'm very mixed on this. I'm going to give it a fakeness because I know it could have been better. Yes. And giving a fakeness too. The audience... 50% realness, 50% fakeness. Very mixed. I mean, it's not a bad outfit. It's no. just like you don't be see... Better. Yes, you don't see exactly missing elements to be family resemble. Exactly. All right, Pixie Polite and Trixie True Love. Um, I would like to report an assault because whatever Pixie did to Wendy's face is abuse. Um, let's start with the face. There are not even close resemblance to anything, and it would all starts from the eyes. Like she went heavy on Trixie's eyeliner. Um, I'm assuming that this look was meant for someone not as short as Wendy, and she was just swallowed up in it. Like it didn't even come close to fitting. The fairy wings were cute, but being clear, you barely could take them in. The hair is probably the only salvageable part of this look. Wait, you don't like the face? They don't look similar. Uh, now, I do know that when you paint a face that's a little older, there are going to be some lines and creases that you can't smooth out naturally. So maybe that's the problem because you have Pixie who is like a baby's bottom. It's smooth. And, 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 and Trixie may not be the same, but it's, it's the eyes, shapes, and... and, and eyeliner that are just so drastically different. I mean, also, like, I have some problems with the fitting that I can see the, the hip pads. Oh, it's so bad. So bad. Like, you saw the black. Yes. And, like, you can see, like, everything. Like, where they start when they finish. Also, once again, she's short. So, I think 
she wear the, their head pads. So you know that those are too big for her. Yeah. Um, Graham says that she loves Trixie as she is just adorable. He gets the family resemblance. He says his favorite part, he, she's his favorite fairy and he has seen a lot of them. Lloyd George says the humor came across and made him smile. Raven says she enjoyed watching them, but the only thing is the padding. Her hips do not lie. She says two more <laughs> pairs of tights to cover that. And Michelle says their relationship is abundantly clear. She says the makeup on Pixie is pretty, but she did her sister dirty. Pixie says working with Trixie meant a lot. And the outfits were fairy inspired, but inspired by a particular flower that grew in her nana's garden. Pixie gets emotional saying that she is no longer with her and was a huge part of her life as a young gay person. Going to her house and her garden was her way of escaping into her own fairy world where she could be who she needed to be. She was glad to experience this with Wendy, who has been her mummy while she's been there. Trixie says she's never thought she'd get to 60 and be on stage and says she thinks she looks a lot older in drag and than she does out of drag. And that's not what you want to hear ever. Well, some girls they paint so heavy that they look older than what True. they actually Some are. Some of them do it on purpose, uh, but I don't think that was the goal here with uh, Miss <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I sadly will give this a fakeness. Um, you can give it a realness. You're allowed to. Okay. I love the team, so I give it a realness. All right. The audience, 40% realness, 60% fakeness. Very mixed. Yeah, I mean, it has some problems, but it's like, it's like, take the outfit. Yeah. It's kind of those moments that, like, it's I do like this. <laughs> Literally. <I> like <laughs> yes. All right, Danny Beard and Mizzy Mustache. She wore the beard and she looked great. I think this was a fun way to play with gender in a really fun pastel palette. I kind of wish the colors of the beard and the hair stay the same on each person, but regardless, there is a point to the inverse color story. And they look similar. Uh, Danny yes. is super heavy-handed on the black contour on both of them, which I suppose that's part of the aesthetic, though it's not necessarily working with the color palette. This is what I expect from a Danny Beard man. This is this is fun. This is cute. This is like this is aesthetic, you know. This is like what is your signature? This is your signature track. Exactly. Graham says it's so beautiful and loves the style and color palette. Boy George says he loves her look as it's a drag remix and breaking all the rules. Raven loves the 60s vibe and says the makeup looks great with the Danny Beard hard cheek. Michelle says quintessentially Danny Beard as the details are tended and it's also fashion. Mizzy will say that she feels beautiful and amazing. She was apprehensive with the beard and mustache, but it all makes sense. She says that Danny wanted her to have a good experience as well, and she did. Danny feels proud that she feels great as she was worried that she would make her look silly, but they felt the power drag can have. Yes. This is something a realness. That, yeah, it's a realness. This is something that I will wear. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Ask her for it. Maybe she'll send it to you. <laughs> you would probably fit in Mizzy's. Yeah. Ask her for it. Go DM her. I'm sure she'll send it to you. <laughs> um, Let's audience. do a photo shoot together. <laughs> There it is. The audience loved it. 100% realness. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. All right. Cheddar gorgeous and Brie gorgeous. This is cheddar to a T. I think this is so cosmic and stunning. I love that they both essentially have a mirror image look with a color story that is complementary to another. They look like they came out of an episode of Doctor Who, which we know I love. 
Um, I really do adore this warm versus cool motif. This is how you do a makeover challenge without re reinventing the wheel. Mm -hmm. uh, this is also like the fabric in the oh blue. God. Like this fabric has such a like movement and like yeah. it's look like one look like water and the other one like fire, like just move with the body. I love that. It was so beautiful. Graham says it was just fabulous. They had the storyline that they unleashed this terror on the world and says Brie has stage presence and she clearly likes it. Raven will ask Brie if she since She says, yes, her organs are out of place and she says it's beautiful. Boy George says it's a Blitz Club 1979 and her look is on fire. Very Michelle Clacton who designed for Game of Thrones and she would worship the look. Michelle says that they are royalty from the planet Gorgeous. She says the autumn colors and a sky from Breeze and a sunset from Cheddar's makes it sense and it's all rich. Bree says watching Cheddar work was incredible. And Cheddar says it was amazing to put these amazing women on stage as they are a wonderful realness. Loved it. No, it's realness. Audience, 100% realness, 0% fakeness. Black pepper and chili pepper. Um, I will be honest. I did not care for the full package. I don't see black pepper in this look. The black dress is very simple and it's great in a normal setting, but it's boring for this category. I think the conjoined hair twin thing is a sweet message and very well executed. The beat is just not my favorite. Again, if you're showing us who Black Peppa is, this is a first for this kind of look. Never again will we see her do this. Um, I don't know if it's fitting the brief, though. I think Peppa got a very lovely free pass. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like the makeup. I don't get why exactly she used the mustache. I don't know what right what was kind of like the idea, but I think the outfit could be more. Also, like if you're doing this makeup, it look kind of like um. Oh, I'm looking for the work. Uh, oh my god, English. It's almost it's almost like a Marie Antoinette like exactly. style thing, but the dress didn't work with that. Yes, you know. So you're doing this Marie Antoinette uh, makeup. The outfit is really something else. Yeah. Graham loves the concept, but from the neck down, wishes there was one more detail. Boy George says there's an amazing top, but then it's like the bottom half was forgotten about. He says more is always a good option. Raven says the makeup is beautiful. Michelle says that she loves the armorness of the dress, but the details are hard to see and needed to pop against all the other things. Black Peppa's favorite part was working with Fleur as it was a match in heaven. She says the links in her hair were her not getting along with her family. So when she disconnected it, it was her coming to the UK. And no matter how far she is, they will always be with her. She says she has reconnected with her chosen family and the family that she has made there. And she's thankful for them, which was a beautiful message. Um, mm -hmm. But not always messages went out. And for that, I sadly would give it a fakeness. Yeah. I, I, I like the hair. Uh... I mean, also when you put it together, it look cute. When you put it separate, it's just a ponytail. And yeah. it's actually what you say. Like, Pepe is giving us so many hair, big hats, mm -hmm. pieces. This is not something yeah. that you say, okay, this is Black Pepper family. I'm going fakeness. The audience agrees. 53% realness, 47% fakeness, right in the middle. Um, also, did you see the photo shoot she did for this look? Yes, with Utica. With Utica. Crazy. That was fun. 
I mean, also like I think it's, it's true what Michelle say on the main stage. You cannot see the details. I saw the pictures and it's kind of cool, yeah. but yeah, still it still really doesn't is. match. <laughs> Black is a very, very difficult color to work with on television. Warning to anyone going to the show. When you do black, multi-texture it. Yes. All right, look, finally Michelle, we have... Yep. Look, Michelle behind Schiffer. you. <laughs> Brigitte Schiffer. So here's the thing. I think we're collectively all sad to lose Dakota, but she did not do a great job as much as we think she did. To start, the black and white checker motif is throwing this whole look off majorly. I don't understand why one has sleeves, the other has tights. When it comes to the dress, they live in a similar world due to the color but they don't pair up in the time period. But where this is overall hurt is Dakota said that it all comes down to the garment for the family resemblance. And she neglected the similarities needed in the face. When Dakota did her face, she kept it Dakota, which is very soft, but she made Brigitte have a drag face. And that, that was the fatal flaw. Literally the under eyelash was the kiss of death. I think if Dakota did it for herself out of the under eyelash, it would have been just enough to show that she's versatile and prove that she could be there another week, but she didn't. Dakota is so afraid to be beautiful and that to not be beautiful. And that's where she got stuck this week. I feel she was like, I can do drag makeup in somebody else. <laughs> exactly. I don't know why she didn't do the same thing on her face or, or say, fuck that. I don't want to do a different face for my partner. I'm going to give them the Dakota soft face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that she's young, but Dakota's young. She, she still has a lot to learn and grow and put her back on the show in four or five years. She's going to be the winner. You know who she remind me? Um, Blair. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Graham says she did the brief. He's not sure about the checkered flag thing and how it fits into it. Raven will say bravo. Looking at Brigitte's makeup, she sees a very graphic 1960s vibe on her. Boy George says it reminds him of Ready, Set, Steady, Go, Bride of Elvis, and since it's beautiful. Michelle says she loves the peach and will push her again that she is beautiful and talented, but she can do more than she's giving herself credit for as she feels it's the same silhouette and she just wants more. Could you blame her? Brigitte was nervous, but her nerves melted away when she was paired with Dakota because she is incred. That's the word she used. Incred. <laughs> I mean, what's a cute outfit? Just... Where is the family? Right. Okay. I'm going to give it like the softest realness, like right teetering on the line because it is beautiful. It's, it's, it's a good look. It wasn't bad, but it just was not fully there. So it's like a C as opposed to an A. Yeah. Yeah, I watched it again. I mean, like, mm, no. Doesn't match. It's not family. The audience 87% realness, 13% fakeness. I think we have a lot of disappointed fans. That's why, that's why they went that way. But Michelle says- I mean, it's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. Exactly. It's, a, it's a real name. Like, but as a challenge. Exactly. That's how I feel. Doesn't cover the challenge. Michelle says that for the Queen team, for their extraordinary efforts this week and every week, they get an honorary Rue Peter badge, which is really funny to think that the Queen team has more badges than Jombers and Cheryl Hole combined. sad very sad all right well the queens and their sisters are in the workroom and it's like the early days with 12 in a room cheddar says 
There are very few things that she feels comfortable with, but making someone over, she loves it. Cheddar, if you ever just want to explore my face, I'd love to get a makeover. I think I'd look fun in a Cheddar Gorgeous look. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Everyone's going to get a round of applause, but the Jombers will then say she doesn't know what will go in on this as everyone was so mixed. They didn't get family resemblance from her, but what she doesn't understand is that there are other people who have the same color palette, but in different ways, which is what she did. Jomber says that she has the same makeup every time and is inspired by old Hollywood, to which Danny says it looks more like Paul Hollywood. Ha ha! Oh, shady, shady bitch. And then she calls her Fraggle Rock, which is uh, very funny, but I love Fraggle Rock. One of my favorite 80s, um, and they're back now, uh, Muppet cartoons. Pixie will say that she doesn't know what the outfit is or look and says, what is it about you that is in this outfit? She says she can see from the others what their drag is. And I'm like, are you just trying to justify yourself? Because I don't see you in this, your look either, Pixie. Dombra says there is no specific look from her as she changes her look every time she does drag to which Pixie's like, sure, but a lot of them have something in their look. And it's still very them. And again, I say, what is that for you, Pixie love? Bad taste? <laughs> and like, what is your signature element to make chicky chicky? Uh, I think kind of like it's more in body, I think. Uh, so it, well, it's too. Is there is there fl a little flame in the eyes? Like I do this sure. white, this white eyeliner. They look like flames. So what I do is like I shame my my colors of the eye, and I do this flame most of the time is white or another color in couple rhinestones and it's this body corset and pads like these little tiny ways and the hips so there it is pixie agrees with the judges doesn't understand why they were dressed as mimes and didn't see that they were related but cheddar says that she does different things but there are things that make her have a signature john burrs in confessional says that if she thinks that gold leaf is what makes her drag that's loves it to think but don't come for her drag she's not there to be judged by other queens just the judges Notice how she didn't say RuPaul because RuPaul don't dare. <laughs> Pixie will go around and say that this is a Cheddar look, this is a Danny look, and then says to Peppa, that's also a Danny look. I wanted Peppa to scream at her so badly. But I think the joy in the room, they're all like, we're going to be civil and not have a shady moment today. This is Exactly. Dakota says she was concerned in the first week that they hadn't got her aesthetic. That every week she is trying to find the dolls and now she's like oh no now they got it they got it they don't want it anymore and lucy says that she loved being chifferized and appreciates everything about her aesthetic as it made her live her blonde freckle fantasy dakota thinks there is a chance she could be in the bottom and it would be crushing to go home meanwhile pixie how's she feeling she feels okay and if she's in the bottom it is what it is she gave wendy her fairy fantasy that she always wanted I wish we could have gotten a confessional from Wendy to really know if this is what she wanted, but um, we're going to have Kappa tell us instead that um, Wendy's face, she dragged her through the mud and did her so bad. Dakota thinks she might be lip syncing and Jomber said it could be any of them. Well, not Cheddar or you, Danny, but any of us. Any of us. So four out of six, that's, that's a pretty good I'll tell you about them. But you made him like, this was her dream. <laughs> and the other person like, uh, it wasn't. Like, that's the outfit that you gave me. And yeah, sure. Literally. 
Dakota thinks she might be lip syncing, and John Bruce says, might be all, any of them. Pixie will be spreading a little pixie dust on the stage. One of them will go home. And Danny said this was their favorite week as it meant the world. They have been their family since they were gone. And Wendy just wants to take the wig off. I don't blame her. That's a big wig. That'll probably give you a headache if you've never worn a wig before. Depend. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this too tight? Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, Michelle has not made her decision. She has to call RuPaul. After the after she, after she does, the Queen's return. Cheddar Gorgeous wins the week. Danny, Jombers, and Black Pepper are safe, leaving Pixie and Dakota as the bottom two. Do you agree with all of the results? Uh, yeah. Like I agree with the safe. I agree with the uh with the wins. I think the win was really close. Uh, and the bottom, yeah, of course. I'm not sure if I would put Dakota in the bottom. I'm very, very unclear if I would have put Dakota in the bottom. My fear is, though, if you put Pixie against John Birds or put Pixie against Peppa, I don't know if they wanted to get rid of either of them. And I think track record alone, Pixie has a better track record than both of them. So how could you justify yeah. it? When you know Pixie's a great lip syncer. And also it's kind of like, Dakota didn't serve any different in the last, like between these and the musical uh, challenge. You know, it's kind of like, it's similar. It doesn't look different. You actually didn't do much effort into the family resemble. So, yeah. The song is Culture Club's Miss Me Blind. Come on, Boy George in the room doing a Boy George song. (laughs) <laughs> I think between track record and Pixie's lip sync prowess on stage, Dakota needed to give the best performance in the history of her career because Pixie really did leave the baby on the steps of the church here. Uh, Pixie is a tried and true lip syncer. This was a camp song, and I think Dakota was just fighting to keep up. She was just out of her element. Yeah, it's like this is those moments that. For more that you are a good like, sinker, maybe the sun is not the right for you. So exactly. I don't think if the results were different, that if Dakota did say she would have won the season, another week or two would have been nice to see her because I'm really proud of the growth she did. But in all honesty, I don't care for Pixie's choices this season. But if you're looking for a talented drag artist, she's what you're gonna go see in the UK. And that fits the brand of what the show is just a bit more. I don't think mm-hmm. she has any chance of winning this season as well, but um, I understand what happened. Also, I mean, we already have like Lauren Shannon as a winner, so I don't see any they going for the same pattern of winner this year. That's fair. Well, Rue is going to quote unquote make the call. Um, and by make the call, um, Michelle is going to touch her ear like there's something in her fucking ear. There's nothing there. There's no earpiece. Yeah, I was looking at is there earpiece no, in that there. side or in the other side? Literally. Um, Rue has made the decision and Pixie says that's the end of the line for Dakota Schiffer. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah, it's sad. I understand it. I know there are a lot of fans that are not happy. And rightly so. Dakota has become a big fan favorite. Her presence was insanely important on this franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, will she be back again? I don't know. 
I think whatever mm-hmm. happens, she's got a, a great future. I think, yeah, I think she's can easy to uh, whatever other country is versus the war. Yeah. As long as she's learned how to play the game of drag race a little more, then I'd say go back. Otherwise, okay, put yourself through the mental toll. Yes, that's what I mean. Like, if she's going to come back, I will not do it like in the next season. I will give like two more seasons to she come back. Well, I got some burning questions to wrap up this podcast. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I said I was watching the Lexi again, and it's Michelle, and it's Michelle just doing this. Like, I know it's so weird. I was going to use that as my background. I was like, I don't want to shade her that much. Like, um, ooh. so weird. What is Dakota's legacy? Pretty. Yeah. No, I think her legacy is also that she was the first trans contestant on Drag Race UK. And oh well, she yes. The door. Um, that too. When doors open. Next week, it's time for Rue's return and an acting challenge. Who do you fear for? Oh. Mm, okay, see, I could want Dakota next week. I could like to see her being stupid to see, like... I agree. Um, I think Peppa might be in trouble um, if she can't do something amazing. Yes, um, but this is. I think we're gonna watch John Burr's either flatline or shock everybody. Mm-hmm. It's an acting challenge. We've seen Danny and we've seen Cheddar do sensational. It's gonna be a battle. Who gets another badge? Exactly. Wait, is, is Danny Wing is gonna be the third one, right? If Danny wins, it's the fourth one. Is they it, both oh, have four, three badges. Three badges already. Okay, it's going to be which, interesting. Which leads me to my final question. After seven episodes, the winner of the season is? You imagine like somebody was like, one. <laughs> I mean, I think it's really down to Cheddar and Danny. Um, at this point, they're both neck and neck. They're both doing extraordinary. They both would be great representations of the franchise of the, because they mm-hmm. are unique. Um, I would still like Pepper to win, but that's, I think, out of the question at this point. Also, Danny is this different. Also, I love, I don't know how you feel, but I I love the all the internationals uh, drag race giving so much versatility the actual Absolutely. American drag race. RuPaul, you now have Danny Beard. Put a bearded fucking queen on your goddamn show. There are so many in America that are worthy. As I will say many times, let's start with Lucy Stool. Like, please. We need, we need, like, I, that's what I love to see. Sometimes people say it's too much drag. I mean, like, but I love to see the other countries because you see so different drag, like, that we need in America too. It's true. It is so absolutely true. And anyone who says we need to stop with Drag Race, I will fight you on it as much as I would love a break. Drag on mainstream television is more important than anyone understands. Mm-hmm. All right. Where can we yes. find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Everything is Chiki Gorgina everywhere. Uh, Instagram, Venmo, Facebook, 
um, Twitter, all of them. And there, Chiqui Gorgina. And also every Saturday at Playhouse Bar at 7.30 p.m. And then every Sunday with Jacqueline High um, Rice Bar. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was a pleasure. Yeah, no, thank you for having me one more time. And let's see who is the next queen of UK in around three weeks, four weeks, I guess, right? That's it. A big thanks to Chicky for coming on. Subscribe to your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash block talk to show support to the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.